the Love Life Church podcast and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Keep your eyes up. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on the Word. Keep your eyes on His promises. They are yes and amen. Keep your eyes on your destiny. Come on. Keep your eyes on your new identity in Christ Jesus. Keep your eyes focused. Keep your eyes on the Word. Anybody heard the storm yelling? Doesn't matter if it's sickness, it's disease, it's financial, it's relational. And what happens? The storm, the mountain, the giant starts yelling, starts screaming. Anybody had your own thoughts, your own brain? Start yelling, right? Start screaming. Some symptoms, they start yelling. They start screaming. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do with all that negativity? What are you going to do with all that self-doubt, right? It's self-doubt. It's pride. It's selfishness. The crazy thing is we need to look to Jesus, right? I can do nothing without him. Have all the self-doubt you want, but don't doubt his word. Don't doubt who you are in Christ Jesus. Don't doubt what he already did for you in the, at the cross. Don't doubt. The enemy wants you to doubt. He wants you to doubt because then he's got you. Because the enemy is a liar. Look at your neighbor and say, the devil's a liar. Come on, the devil's a liar and that's all he's got. That's all he's got. That's his game. Lie, 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 lie. That's all he's got. So if he can get you in unbelief, if he can get you doubting the word, if he can get you doubting your new creation, then he's got you. He's got you in the trap, right? He's got you there. And he's like, okay, once he's got you in that little trap, you just self-sabotage yourself, right? Anybody? Not us. Not here. We're waking up to the word. We're waking up to who we are in Christ Jesus. And we're taking responsibility for our thought life. We're taking responsibility to renew our mind to the word of God. In Christ Jesus, I already have all that I will ever need. But you know that you can walk here on this earth. You can be here. You can live this life. And you can miss out on everything that Jesus paid for. You can miss out on everything Jesus paid for. You got an all-inclusive. Come on. We got that sozo life, an all-inclusive life. We should never, as children of God, we should not be dealing with sickness and disease. We should not be dealing with poverty. We should not be dealing with these things. Why? Because Jesus already paid for them. We just need to renew our mind to what the Word of God says so that we can live in that transformed life. Amen? Amen, amen. Come on. We are talking about uncompromising values. Uncompromising values. This is the year of being relentless. We're going to be uncompromising. We're going to be unyielding. And that has everything to do with our values, our standards. Our standards for life should align with the word. They should be biblical standards. And at any age, you need to decide, what are my values for life? What are my standards for life? And we can tell what your values are because you attract in all those people that are around you. You know, some of these single people will be like, why do I keep attracting trash? Oh, why are you putting trash out there? You know, just seems like I keep getting the same guy. 
Okay, well, we can see where your values are, and it's important to level up and have biblical standards. Amen? For real, this is truth. Somebody's got to tell us, hey, we got to level up our standards because the world will just degrade you, use you, abuse you, and then laugh at you, right? No, we need to level up and look to the word and have biblical standards. And then when we have these standards, guys, we need to be uncompromising. We need to be unyielding. If God says it, that settles it. We need to settle that in our heart, that God gave us a standard, and we're not going to be ashamed. We're not going to be ashamed of the gospel. We're not going to be ashamed of Jesus. We're not going to be ashamed of the standard, because God's word gives us the standard, and that's how we're going to live our life. And your family and all those people who say, now you think you're too good. Now you think you're better than us. No, I think that we are too good. We are better than this. And we need to level up. We need to level up. Amen. Right? We're going to raise the standard. How? Not by degrading people, but by valuing them. We're going to treat people like Christ treats people. And he gave his life for them. So we're going to value others. And we're going to lay our life down. And we're going to truly find it. And that's how we got to have uncompromising values, uncompromising standards. Right? For our everyday life, not just our church life. Because let me tell you, it's easy to look cute in here, right? It's easy to get your Bible out, got your highlighter, you got your notes, you got your iPad, you got whatever. It's easy to say amen in here, right? But how about in your comments? How about on your post? How about in your everyday life, right? When your family, when your wife, when your mom, when your dad says, please take out the trash. Is it hallelujah, amen, can I get a blessed Yes, I would love to do that for you. Or is it, I did it yesterday, right? I took out the trash last week. Didn't you have another child for that? And all the husbands said, and that's why we produce seed. (laughs) Take out the trash. (laughs) No. But we need to be uncompromising in our everyday life, with our everyday values, being relentless, right? How many ready to live and lead a relentless life, right? We're going to lead in life, living out uncompromising biblical values. But we got to lead our life and not just be flung around by life, right? By every circumstance. How many of y'all wake up and you lead your day? How many of y'all wake up and you lead your morning, morning routine, right? You wake up putting God first. And that's not being religious. That's waking up and saying, good morning, Lord. Good morning, Father. Thank you, Father, for this day. Thank you, Jesus. It is great. Holy Spirit, have your way, 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 way. Let's go. Do what you got to do. But the first thing you do, the first thing you do when you wake up, is acknowledge God. Acknowledge God is there because he is with you. He is ready and he is willing. He is leaning in to what? Confirm his word. He is leaning in. He is right there like, let confirm my word, confirm my word. He's saying, speak my word. My word is seed. My word is seed. Speak the word, I'll confirm it. Speak the word, I'll confirm it. And what happens when we wake up? What are we speaking? Doubt, complaining, another day, Monday blues, or what do we, what's the first thing we do? Come on, we got to speak the word and we got to realize that if what's going on in our life is a bunch of weeds, then we need to start gardening out those weeds. 
when you start speaking life, speaking blessings, speaking the word, right? And we're going to lead in life and we're going to stop being tossed around by life, being tossed around by every circumstance, by every situation, by every headache, by every stomach ache, by every this, by every that, right? We're just being tossed around by life. This job to that job, this, this, you know, <laughs> anybody been in a relationship when it's just like from one fight? to the next fight, you know, so like just being tossed around. Can, I got an amen, all right? No, we're not going to be just tossed around, flung around by every fearful thought. Anybody got fearful thoughts just jumping in their head? Anybody been tossed around by them? No, we're going to lead our thought life. We're going to lead our life, right? Being confused by every lie of the enemy. Has the, has the enemy tried to lie to you? Try to rob you of your blessing? Try to rob you of your healing? Oh, that's a, the devil's a liar, right? Are we going to believe the doctor's report? Are we going to lead our life and believe God's word? God said that we are healed. We're gonna, when we start to believe God's word over the circumstances, we start to live out God's word. We start walking by faith and not by sight. We start birthing heaven on earth because there is no way, there is no way I can even comprehend how I am healed. There's no way. And on paperwork, it's still all jacked up. But let me tell you, I live by the word of God and walk in my healing, operate in my healing, take my healing by force and walk it out in my everyday life, right? That's leading my life and not being led by the flesh, not being led by the body. I'm being led by the spirit. I'm going to be led by my spirit, man. We got to choose to be led by our spirit, not being confused by every lie of the enemy. Me. I know what God's word says and anything opposite of that I know that that's the lie and this is why it is so important that you know what God's word says otherwise you believe the lie to be truth you believe sickness and disease to be your final story you believe poverty lack and debt to be your final story you believe do you see what I'm saying we don't want to be believing the lies. We don't want to be believing fear. We don't want to be believing our past, right? We got to be led and we got to lead our life and we have to have uncompromising values and that's going to be the final word in our life. Amen? How many of y'all have been devastated by critical comments? How many of you have critical comments on repeat? They just repeat, repeat, repeat in your ear. They repeat in your mind. But how many of you got the word of God on repeat? You have the word of God and God's promises again and again and again and again and again. And let me tell you, it is possible because you can have all this negativity, but you can believe I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. I am healed. Jesus already paid the price. I walk in that divine healing. I walk. I take authority over sickness and disease. I take authority over the enemy. You start walking in the spirit. You start having this uncompromising value. Healing, I draw the line in the sand. Whatever it is for you. I always give that example because that is what's so real in my life. And I know that there's so many that it is so real in your life, right? The storms, the situations, but we're not going to be devastated by critical comments. We're going to have God's word written on our heart. 
God's word tattooed on our heart, <laughs> right? Our lives got to be founded on the rock. We have to be founded on Jesus. Jesus is the rock on which I stand. Let me tell you, you got a sure foundation when you are founded on the rock. Jesus said in Matthew 7, 24, so everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them, this is us. We are the hearers and the doers, okay? It is only when you are applying. Jesus says, these are the doers. So everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them. Look at your neighbor say, acts on them, right? Will be like a wise man, a far-sighted, practical, and sensible man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell. Come on, you hear the rain. And the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against that house. Yet it did not fall. Okay, so when you're founded on the rock, what is the rain? What is the wind? What is the storm? Let me tell you, it is failure. It is sickness. It is poverty. All these things come and attack you, attack your identity. What was the devil always doing to Jesus? If God said, if you're the son of God, if you're the son of God, imagine Jesus, if I'm the son of God, that sounds like fight, but not Jesus. He wasn't ready to fight. Why? He didn't need to even defend himself. He knew who he was. He knew he didn't need to go through that. No, he knew who he was, and he was founded on the word. He spoke the word. He replied with the word, right? So when you're founded on the rock, the storm's going to come, but you won't fall. Your house will not fall. You will not be overcome. You will not be overcome if you what? Hear and do. Hear and apply. Hear and apply the words of Jesus because it was founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish, stupid man. We come to church, we hear the word, we take notes, and we leave our notebook in the car. We take good notes. We leave those notes filling up our iPad. We take good notes, right? You got these notes. You look cute and everything with your little highlighter and your little, you know, creative self. You post your notes, but you don't apply them. I am not coming for anybody. I'm coming for everybody, right? Right, right. Because when the storm came, the proof of your life is you fail. The proof of your life is you're like, you're, you are wearing on your shoulder. I am sick. You should be considerate of all the suffering I'm going through. No, what should be written on your shoulders, I am healed. Come on, be empowered by the word of God. Have the standard of your life, right? Because the winds came, the storm came, but the house didn't fall. The winds came and the storm came. Is that all you got? Come on, we found it on the rock, found it on Jesus. But that religious person, that foolish, stupid man who built his house on the sand and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against that house and it fell and great was its fall. Let me tell you, if we are going to overcome life's storm, we're going to have to be founded on the word. 
This is why it is so important that you prioritize the word of God, that you get in the word of God, that you get an understanding of who you are in the word of God. You got to see, you're opening that Bible, you're looking for Jesus, you're looking for God, you're looking for love, and you're looking for you. That's where you find yourself. But what are we looking to? YouTube. We're looking to YouTube, we're looking to this vlogger and this lifestyle and this vlogger's traveling the world. And if I could just only do that, you know, I would make a difference for the kingdom. Make a difference now. Make a difference with, with the people you have influence with. Make a difference, right? Start now. And first of all, anyways, I'm not even going to go that way. If we're going to overcome these storms, we got to be founded on the word, becoming wise men and women who hear the word and apply the word. You want to know if you're a wise person? You hear the word and you apply the word, right? You want to know if you're a wise son or daughter? You hear the instruction of your parents and you apply the instruction of your parents. And they'd be like, that's my wise son and that's my wise daughter. Why? Because they hear and do. They hear and do. They are proud of you. They are so confident that the instruction they gave you, you're going to go and do and multiply. Amen? That's God. That's us, children of God. We hear and do and multiply, right? Becoming wise men and women who apply the word. Let me tell you, Jesus is the word. Jesus is the word. We got to get a revelation of that. John 1.14, and the word Christ became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as the one and only Son, begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth, full of grace and truth. Get open, get that New Testament open, look for Jesus, look after Jesus. We're followers of Jesus. Study the life of Jesus. See how relentless he was. He gave us the greatest example of living a relentless life. He put the will of God above his own will. He surrendered himself to the, fulfill the will of the God to fulfill the will of God with great joy, with great joy, because he knew, and he knew we were coming. He knew we were all coming. He came to redeem us, right? Are you fully persuaded in Jesus as the ultimate truth, right? Because the world is saying, what is truth? And we got a generation that's asking, what is truth? What is truth? And we got the generation above them saying like, well, I'm not sure. And the generation above them like, well, I don't know. Let me tell you, Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the ultimate truth. Jesus is the ultimate truth. When the generation is saying, what is truth? Jesus is the way. He's the truth. He's the life. Narrow is the way. Come on, Jesus is the way. He's the truth. And he's the life. We got to be raising up a generation that knows Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Because they're hearing a lot of chatter. They're hearing a lot of things that go against Jesus being the way, the truth, and the life. So we need to build ourselves up. We need to be confident in Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the ultimate truth, the word, the way, and life. Or you'll be unsure, you'll be uncertain, and you'll also be unstable in all of your ways. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. I don't want to be unstable in all my ways. I don't want to be a double-minded person. God's way are the world's way. God's truth are my truth. No, Jesus is the way, 
the truth, and the life, right? We have to personally tap into the word, Jesus, as the way, the truth, and the life for ourselves. You can't do it for your spouse. You can't do it for your parents. You can't do it to please others. You got to tap into the word for yourself. Get hunger, get a fire, get a passion for the word. Get a passion for the word, right? No matter what happens in this life, be fully persuaded in Christ Jesus. No matter what happens, no matter what comes my way, no matter what the world looks like, no matter what the devastation, you know, no matter what time you open up your window and look outside, you're not sure what uh, chapter of Revelation we in today when the mess is going on and you're like, there's craziness, guys. There's craziness that happened when there's rioting and, and all this stuff. And I mean, we were just like, uh, you better be fully persuaded in Christ Jesus. You better be fully persuaded who you are. You better, you better be fully persuaded in the word of God, right? You better be fully persuaded in your power and authority in Christ Jesus. You've got the power. You've got all authority. Be fully persuaded. Be fully persuaded, right? Be fully persuaded in prioritizing the will of God first. Prioritizing the will of God first, above being accepted, above being canceled, above being rejected, above being manipulated, prioritize the kingdom of God first. The kingdom of God first in your finances, the kingdom of God first in your relationships, the kingdom of God first in your health. Come on, the kingdom of God first in your thought life, the kingdom of God first. Put him first. When you wake up in the morning, acknowledge God. Acknowledge God. He is there ready to confirm his word. He's not there ready like a genie to confirm your wishes. And that's where we get it twisted. That's where we get it confused. We wake up with a wish list. Hey God, I want a rolly, 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 rolly. I want a Louis, 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 Louis. I want a rover, 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 rover. Why? Because you've been looking too much to the world. They can have it all and still be depleted, still be uh, lacking everything. They can have it all and take their life. Why? Because they're empty inside. And we are living a full life on the inside, but we're empty. Why? Because what are you focusing on? Keep your eyes up. Keep your eyes up on Jesus and keep your eyes up. Do you know whose responsibility to keep your eyes? Yours, 100%. And you know what the world is after? Your eyes. Give me your eyes, give me your eyes, give me your eyes. TikTok, Instagram, come on, it's just a little thirst trap. Eyes, 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 eyes. Guard your eyes, guard your heart, guard your ears, guard your ears. Man, what I've been talking to the youth is like, be relentless for your purity. Be relentless for your purity. Be relentless for your purity. Because let me tell you, what you have available right there at your hand, you can be destroyed. You can be destroyed from this app to this look to this, to this relationship. Somebody jumps in your DMs and you're like, all of a sudden, blah, 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 blah. Be relentless in your purity. Be relentless. Guard your heart. Be relentless. I'm... I'm I'm serious. I want to encourage young people and I want to encourage old people. Be relentless about your purity. Come on. We got to take responsibility for what we're seeing because there's so much with these shorts, right? With this quick gratification, next, 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 next. What is next? Take a break and get in the word. We're wondering why we're dealing with unbelief. We're, really, we're wondering why we're dealing with um, 
um, value and insecurity because you're seeing too many images. We're seeing too much stuff. You done seen 50 million houses that are better than yours. You done seen 50 million cars that are better than yours. You done seen 50 million husbands that are better than yours. Let me tell you, he's not better than yours. That house is not better than yours. That car is not better than yours. Put your phone down. Put your phone down. Guard your heart. Guard your eyes. <sighs> Calm down. That mama bear is coming out. You know why? Because it breaks my heart to see us losing a generation. And it's wild because it's not just the young people. We got old people, you know, just looking and looking and lusting after stuff. Guys, it's just stuff. And let me tell you, I enjoy stuff. I enjoy stuff. But it's not what consumes me. You know what I want to consume me is the word, Jesus, a passion for a generation. Come on, we gotta, I am so pumped for our five year. I am so stirred up for our five year. And it is all about do not despise your youth. Come on, do not despise your youth, but level up in word, level up in doctrine, level up in, in faith, level up in purity. We got to do, we got to encourage, we got to fight for our young people. We got to fight for them because let me tell you, the world is, the world is, and stop pulling on that because that's for our five year. But I'm so excited. It's going to be amazing, right? We got to be fully persuaded in prioritizing first the will of God. We got to be fully persuaded in the love of God. We got to be fully persuaded in the love of God. Perfect love drives out fear. Anybody had fear torment in them? We got to get focused on love, on the love of God, putting the love of God before us, prioritizing his kingdom first. Come on, just like Jesus, just like Paul, just like Peter, James, and John, right? Our lives should be a reflection of who we are in Christ Jesus. Our lives should be a reflection of love. Our lives should be a reflection of our victory in Christ Jesus, right? If we're gonna overcome these pressures of the world, and let me tell you, life's hard choices, then we're gonna need a set of standards, a set of biblical values, and we've got to be fully persuaded and personally come to know our biblical standards for our everyday life, right? And here at Love Life, we have a set of core values. We've got a set of core values that we live by, not just in the building, but that we live by in our job, we live by in our home, we live by when we're driving. Can I get a reminder? Come on, that we live by. These are the standards. Love, outreach, value, enthusiasm, leadership, integrity, fellowship, and excellence. And last week we looked at love, love, love. I dare you to check it out, right? Love God, love people, and love life. And we love God, we love God because he first loved us. It's like, he loves me, he loves me. It's not he loves me, he loves me not, he loves me, he loves me not. And by the time you get to the end of the flower, you better hope that it's he loves me. With God, it's he loves me, he loves me more, he loves me most, he loves me more, he loves me mostest, he loves me always, he loves me forever. He sees me as he sees Jesus. We love because he loved us first. And God loves us. Let me tell you, God loves you because he is love. Not because you're cute. 
right? Not because you come to church. I'm serious. I mean, at one point when I was younger, I used to just think God loved me because I was cute. And I'll just be chitter-chatter, like I'm a talker. I'll be talking to God, talking to God, talking to God, and this and that and everybody, and you know. And um, I didn't have grace, so I was always afraid every night that I was going to hell. But I didn't realize that I was talking to God all the time. So, I mean, I just didn't know, right? So I'm talking to God, and I'm talking to God, and one day I got scared because I'm laughing with God. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, what if God thinks I'm so cute? He's going to take me like Enoch. And I won't be here anymore. And everybody's going to miss me because I was just talking to God, talking to God. And then I just started laughing and laughing. And I feel like God was laughing with me. Like we're just cracking up that I'm like, oh, God loves me so much because I'm cute. No, he doesn't love you because you're cute. God does not love you because you're cute. He loves you because he is love. Thank God. Because I have not cute days. A lot of them. Right? Right? He loves me because he is love. And we love others with the love God freely gave us through the Holy Spirit, right? We love God, we love people, and we love life. Today we're going to dive into outreach, value, and enthusiasm. Y'all ready? Let's go. Come on. The message is starting now. (laughs) Jokes. It was all the message. Y'all receiving something? Amen. Let's go. Outreach. Outreach is a vital part of our values because Jesus commanded us to go into all the world, win the lost, and make disciples, right? Win the lost and make disciples. We're connecting people. We're connecting people with God. We're connecting people with their purpose. We're connecting people with their service, right? We're connecting people. As followers of Jesus, we're always looking for opportunities to connect people with God. Where's an opportunity I can connect somebody with God? We connect unbelievers with God by sharing salvation. We're sharing the good news, right, through faith in Jesus. We connect believers to God through discipleship. Come on, friendship, fellowship, mentorship, leadership. Come on, we're leading others well. Follow me as I follow Christ. Fam, whatever you're passionate about, you talk about right? You passionate about football? You talking about football. You passionate about that video game? You talking about that video game. You passionate about that Tesla and those tires and that button and I can start it from here? Check it out. Whatever you're passionate about, let me tell you, you're talking about. You're talking about. Let's get passionate about Jesus, right? Let's get passionate about the church. Let's get passionate about building the church. Let's get passionate about serving others. Let's get passionate about outreach, Let's get out of our comfort zone, right, and outreach to others. Do not be religious. Do not be religious. You're out there. You're at Chick-fil-A, and they open the door to give you your food. You're like, have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? And you're like, bam, bam, bam. Got to buckle off my list, you know. I got one for Jesus. And they just slam the door on you. And you're just a weirdo that goes on. Is that winning the lost and making disciples? Or is that just you feeling religious and good, Right? And, and, and not only that, you're posting it. You're posting it. You're getting your reward and glory from everybody. Look at me. Look at me. And they open the window. They're giving you your food. You're like, have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Have you tipped them $100? Oh, what? Have you been kind and acknowledged them by name? Have you thanked them for all the, you know, orders they messed up, but they thank God they got yours right? Have you looked them in the eye? 
Like, we, 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 we overcomplicate it. We make it super religious. But how are you ready to just outreach to people? Connecting with people. Looking people in the eye. We got a generation that, this is, when they talk to you, this is what they do. Hey, guys, how's it going? Okay, look up, look up, look up, look up. It's like, it's hard for them because they're, they can just like, they can text you a bunch of stuff. Miss Sasha, da 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 da. But in, in my face, I'm like, hey, how's it going? They're like, malfunctioning, malfunctioning, recalculating, recalculating. You're not a robot. <laughs> Wake up, start connecting with people. Start connecting with people and start connecting people with God, right? This is why we have LLYA Night at the Park where you can invite somebody, hey, you want to come out and hang out with the fam at the park? It's so fun. We've got a good time. Hey, you want to come play basketball? Hey, you want to come play volleyball? Hey, you want to come play some card games? Hey, come hang out with me and my family at the park and come. And it, we had a bunch of young people show up. This is why we have food and fellowship. Hey, you hungry? You hungry? Come on. We got some food and fellowship. This is why we have worship nights. So you have an opportunity to connect people with God. This is why we have harvest festival. This is why we do what we do. And this is why outreach is one of our values, one of our standards, right? To give you a special opportunity to connect people with God. To connect people with God by inviting them, by outreaching, right? Let me tell you, people want to be invited. Have you ever not been invited to something? It sucks, right? You holding on to that one time in fifth grade and they didn't invite you and everybody got the Valentine's party invitation. But you know your daddy wouldn't even let you go anyways, but it feels good to be invited. Can I get an amen, right? I'm not talking about personal experience myself. I'm serious. Everybody wants to be invited. People want to belong. People want to belong. And let me tell you, we need to be confident in who we are and who we are in Christ. And we need to go out in that world and tell people they belong here. They belong a part of this family, that God's got plans for them. And that starts with you making eye contact and being kind and acknowledging others, right? Be relentless, get out of your comfort zone and invite somebody. Come on, get out of your comfort zone, invite somebody to the five-year. Paul said in 2 Timothy 4.2, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. Get out of your comfort zone, in season, out of season, in personality, out of personality. It's not my personality. Man, when you get excited about something, it doesn't matter what personality type you are. You are excited. Get excited about Jesus. Get passionate about building his church and get passionate about others, right? Value. We value people because God values people, right? Christ gave his life for all humanity. Paul said in Romans 5, 8, but God clearly shows and proves his own love for us by the fact that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. We value people and we treat them with respect and honor. Let me tell you, young people, and let me tell you, you're always a young person because there's always somebody here on this earth that is older than you, okay? There's always somebody older than you. Respect and honor people. Respect and honor those who are older than you. Respect and honor that they know a little bit more than you. Come on, respect and honor 
people. Regardless of our differences, we show respect and honor to others. We, create, we are created in the image of God. And Christ gave his life for humanity. And we value humanity, right? John 3, 16. For God so loved the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Come on, we desire all humanity to what? To be saved, to be healed, to be set free, to be empowered through a relationship with Jesus. We desire all humanity. Why? Because that's the heart of God. And that's our heart, right? That's why we value people enthusiasm. Let's go. We keep a good attitude. And to me, I see that as keep as like shamar. We protect a good attitude. We watch over a good attitude, right? And we keep a good attitude. This is a biblical standard that we live by. This is a biblical value that we live by. Attitude is everything, we can walk by you and we feel the temperature of your attitude. Attitude is everything. The attitude you have is the attitude you choose. No one can make you feel away. Do you know how empowering that is? No one, no one, no one can make you feel away. No one can make you feel away. The way you feel is the way you choose to feel. The way you choose to feel. The way you. Uh, choose to feel has everything to do with your focus and everything to do with your thoughts. When you change your thoughts, you'll change your attitude, right? Always remember who you represent, Jesus. You're representing Jesus. Watch yourself. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Come on. Check your attitude. Toddlers, check your attitude. Check your attitude. Grown-ups, check your attitude. Check your attitude. Paul said in Colossians 3.23, Whatever you do, whatever your task may be, come on, even if it's taking out the trash, whatever it may be, work from the soul of your heart. That is, put in your very best effort as something done for the Lord and not for man. That changes everything because as we're serving others, we're serving God. We're serving the Lord. Man is not my rewarder and I don't need his affirmation or her affirmation or the world's affirmation or confirmation. My affirmation comes from the Lord. My affirmation comes from the word, right? Knowing with certainty that it is from the Lord, not man, you receive the inheritance, which is your greatest reward. It is the Lord Christ whom you actually serve. Imagine when you wake up in the morning and you serving your spouse. It's the Lord I'm serving, not you with your ugly self. Come on. When you're making that breakfast for your wonderful, amazing kids, it's the Lord I'm serving, not you. Imagine the attitude that we would have. Not like that you'd be like, not you. You'd be like, hi, chew. Wasn't sure what you said, mom. Oh, right? No, enthusiasm is when we choose a good attitude. We choose to live for God and serve him with great joy. Being enthusiastic. Oh, it's just your personality type. No, it's a choice. It's a choice. Being enthusiastic and choosing joy has everything to do with your focus, right? Your focus. Keep your eyes on Jesus and do everything that's unto the Lord. Love life. Come on. We got our values. Let's recap. Ready? Love. Love God, love people, love life. 
outreach. Look for opportunities to connect people with God. Value, value people. Value people and treat them with respect and honor. Enthusiasm. Keep a good attitude. Living for and serving God with great joy. And next week, we're going to be talking about leadership. Lead, influence, and inspire others through your example. Integrity. Align your, align your thinking, heart, and actions according to biblical standards. Fellowship. Do life as one united family. Be better together excellence. Always give your best because God gave his best. Come on. It is time to live a relentless life and being uncompromising in our values and our biblical standards for our everyday life. Our life should be a representation of who we are in Christ Jesus. And our life should be a representation of the love of God. Amen. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.